A Tiny Revolution features adults having adult conversations, which means that adult language is probably going to be present, just so you know. Hey friends, you're listening to A Tiny Revolution, a podcast about ordinary people living revolutionary lives. I'm Kevin Garcia, and I am thrilled once again to be with you today. Um, So today's episode is uh, super exciting for me because it is the week that I've launched another Kickstarter campaign, this time with the Innovative Love Coalition. Innovative Love Coalition is a group of LGBTQ Christian creatives, artists, musicians, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we are trying to basically create spaces for queer Christian creatives of all kinds to uh, make art, to um, collaborate, to network, and to figure out how we can basically like start creating better spaces for ourselves. Not to mention, uh, one of our big passions is worship music. And our first big project, the one that we're really pushing for, is our first collaborative uh, compilation album called God, Our Ally. Um, the single is already available um, on the Kickstarter, and on today's podcast, I've got my friend uh, Kyle Gaddison, a.k.a. just Gat Daddy, a.k.a. Gaddison, who is the founder of Innovative Love Coalition, and I'll let him do his own introduction, I'll let him talk about the project. Um, just know that I am so excited to be sharing um, this work with you, I'm so excited to be inviting you into this process. Um, and, uh, uh, if you're listening, I hope that you, uh, get excited too, because this is going to change everything. So go ahead and grab yourself a coffee, grab yourself maybe uh, a breakfast taco. If you're listening to this in the morning and you're at home and you have access to things to make breakfast tacos. (laughs) Anyways, uh, this is my conversation with my buddy, Kyle Gaddison. If someone doesn't know you, what you're about, you're at a cocktail party, and they say, hey, what's your deal? You look interesting. What do you say to them? Like, what's what's your deal? Yeah, I totally tell them that, you know, first of all, uh, I'm a musician, singer, songwriter, um, and I, you know, kind of float in between both worlds as far as mainstream music and uh, worship music. Uh, and you know, I love long walks on the beach and, uh, eating strawberries. (laughs) What kind of strawberries? Um, the organic kind of strawberry. so California of you. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I, I love that. Um, so obviously people probably already know from the title of this and from the intro that we're talking about our new project with Innovative Love Coalition, the, the first album, Got Our Ally. Um, but before we jump into that, um, would you mind like giving like give a little abbreviated version of your story, where you've come from, like what your journey's been like? Because um, I know a lot of people would be uh, probably interested to hear that, and I think it all makes sense of like why it's led to where we are right now. Absolutely. So um, I grew up in the church. Um, grew up in the Church of God in Christ, which is basically just a black version of the symbols of God. It is evangelical, Pentecostal. Uh, It is, um, you know, some people would say legalistic. Um, Definitely you were not allowed to be queer Mm -hmm. and Christian. You had to pick. And so um, 
my family was heavily involved in the church and come from a long line of um, singers, worship leaders, all that good stuff. Um, and so anyway, grew up in that environment, uh, would eventually go on to uh, kind of go through a Bible program uh, called Master's Commission, which was through the Assemblies of God, the good old AG. Good old AG. And um, yeah, come on, AG. And so that's actually where I met um, Allie. And uh, Allie and I, you know, we were friends. Um, and uh, she's an amazing woman. And one day I sat her down and a couple of friends, a couple of close friends, and I told them that um, that I was attracted to men. And I had always known that I had been attracted to men. And, um, you know, I had always been kind of, uh, I had never really been attracted to women. But, you know, our, my understanding at the time was that, you know, I had been taught that you can kind of beat this thing by, you know, praying it away and, fasting and going to different things and getting and, your sozos and getting your inner, so get your uh, get your inner wounds healed get you know, come on you need some inner healing spiritual father who's going to like <laughs> yes you but also toughen you up and make you a man yes yes i i, I listen and i went through all of it mm-hmm. went through bio-reparative therapies did the um there was a ministry that was under exodus ministry called his ministry and oh, did that. His ministry. Yes, honey, his ministry. That's because you know who he is. Oh, God. <laughs> so um, anyway, long story short is uh, I told I told her and a couple of close friends that, you know, I was, um, you know, struggling. attracted to me. Struggling, struggling. And so anyway, uh, we went on to kind of, um, you know, months later, we would uh, actually end up dating. You and Al. And a lot of... Yeah, me and Allie. Me and Allie went on to date. I went on to date a woman. She was the first woman in my entire life that I had dated. Mm. Um, and so, uh, and at this time, I was about 19, 20 years old. Mm. And so, um, long story short, is the, you know, we had mentors who, once they got wind of us dating, um, they were super excited oh, because yeah. I was super open. Oh yeah, you know, I we immediately became the the Lord is a miracle worker. Oh, he's a miracle worker and he works right now. Come on. And so yeah, so everybody was so excited and and so happy and um and 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 if I'm being super honest, I was happy, right? Because you know, I was being accepted and, and, and it was like, you know, maybe the Lord is healing me. Like, and I learned how to manage, you know, uh, my, you know, quote unquote cravings and, and you know, the whole thing, right. Uh, It was always, it was always like akin to like, Oh, this isn't you. It's just, they they always like differentiated it between like, this isn't you, this is, you know, part of just your actions and you can always choose what to do with those attractions. Like, right. And you totally just like, cut yourself into pieces that way absolutely and it's it's i remember hearing you know every thought that passes through your mind is not necessarily you you have you have the power to to either acknowledge that and make it a part of you and act on that or bring it it under yes take captive right 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 and so it, it was really i mean you know hindsight is 2020 right like it was really damaging to me uh 
in those moments because I was fracturing myself off and I was, uh, I learned how to deny mm-hmm. uh, or to put a muzzle on my heart, right? That is a great uh, way of putting it. Yeah. And so uh, we went on to, to eventually get married uh, under the blessing of the church. Right. And yes, yes. And on, uh, you know, June 14th of 2008, uh, Allie, uh, was, I want to say she was 19 at the time and I was 21, 22 mm-hmm. and we went on to get married. And, uh, and so that started a journey that would last for just shy of nine years mm-hmm. of us being married. And, uh, eventually fast forward to, uh, about a year before, we ended our marriage. Um, we went on this whole kind of discovery process of of what we um, what we actually believed about um, the Bible and homosexuality and what the Bible had to say about it. And there's a lot of things that led us to that point. But the bottom line is that on February twenty uh, first of two thousand and seventeen, Allie and I decided to end our marriage. Um, and we are best friends. Uh, she lives right next door to me. We raise our kids together and, um, we've kind of created this, um, for lack of a better term, modern family. And, um, and we feel very passionate about telling our story and about raising awareness, uh, and facilitating healthy conversation around, um, the idea of mixed orientation marriages. Right. Cause like, you know, I've, I've talked to so many people who uh, actually, well, I won't say that. Like I, I know so many men who were formerly married to women who yes. came out on the other side of this with like absolutely no relationship yes. with their partner because for them, like, you know, for one reason or another, they didn't go on the journey with them and, right. Uh, right. or like, you know, started going on the journey, but then social pressure kicks in and just like, ooh, yeah. Just, so like, that's such a beautiful story because I think that's like at its best, what, it could be right. Um, right. But, it, but it, it just breaks my heart that like, cause for so many of us, like someone wants to assign blame to something. Oh yeah. And people want to oh, assign yeah. blame to the person who's queer and leaving the marriage because like, you know, they didn't right. tough it out enough. They didn't try right. hard enough, but really, you know, I think something like uh, my friend, one of my friends once said that the best way to honor her marriage, to honor her husband at the time was to, you know, dissolve their marriage to give right. them their best chance at finding love because that person deserves to be loved, you know, Absolutely. the way they deserve to be loved, you know? Absolutely. And and I think it's such a real thing, um, you know, from, from our experience, the social pressure that Allie went under because she supported me and because she was an ally mm-hmm. The I cannot tell you the comments that she that that people said to her. I can't tell you what people said about us and our family and this, that, and the other. It was horrendous. And 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 really honestly, what I told her is like this is basically you as you're you're experiencing what it feels like to come out, essentially. Yeah, in some ways, right? yeah. Because like, you know, and so, so, the very definition, the very definition of solidarity is to be willing to experience the same consequences as exactly. those whom you love. Exactly, and I think it's a, it's a, it was a painful thing um, to because for her, 
um, you know, not all of her family was on board, right? right? Like, you know, she lost a lot of relationships too. And, um, and to stand with her uh, through that and for her to stand with me through that was, it, it drew us closer together. And so, you know, when we say we're best friends, it's, it's not like a cute little thing. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, we've been through hell and back and, uh, and here we are. And you got two little babies that I just think are the cutest Aww. little snickerdoodles. Yes. Those little caramel drops. They're so beautiful. Little caramel and... drops. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what we, we've called them that before they were born. Mm. Um, little caramel drops and, and we love them so much. And we think they're going to be, they are, and they are developing into being the best human beings on this planet um, and are going to have such a unique experience. Yeah. Um, and uh, and going to be ambassadors of love, and that's what that's what we're hoping for. You better come Ooh. through. You better train up a child in the way she, they should go, and when they are older, yes. they will not depart from them. Hallelujah. They will not depart. <laughs> Listen, that's another thing. You you like me? You real churchy? Oh yeah. So, come on, somebody. Come on. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's the best thing and the worst thing because people just don't know how to handle us. But like, right? <laughs> and they also, I think there's also like this like perception that just like queer. I think queer Christians are the most churchy people because like yeah. we kind of love playing into like certain, because we acknowledge the stereotypes for like how ridiculous right. they can be. You know, right, acknowledge right. The, like, you know, we know like that person is our auntie or our mama right. or our grandma. Like, Listen. And so like for us, like it's as much as a part of our like spiritual vernacular as is like, you know, really deep inclusive theology. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it all. Mm-hmm. Everything belongs. Because everything belonging, I think queer people belong in worship spaces, don't you? I do. I happen to really believe that. Wow, what a great and um, totally um, <laughs> natural segue into it. Was. Listen, my favorite thing about making a natural segue is to like point out how forced it was, and that made, it makes it more. Right. <laughs> um, so you and I connected through our mutual friend um, and friend of the podcast, Darren McKenna. Yes, so Darren is going to be on the podcast. Was he already on the podcast? See, this is what's wrong with me is I can never remember what I've actually put out. <laughs> no, Darren McKenna's going out next week. LOL. <laughs> Don't be mad, Darren. Um, Darren's going out next week. But you and I connected through Darren McKenna, who is one of the pastors at New Abbey in Pasadena yes. slash North Hollywood. And yes. he said he's doing this new thing. It's definitely worth checking out. And then you and me got on a phone call and basically said, oh, shit, we have the same vision. Oh, yeah. And I'll let you talk about it Um, because you come from worship world. You come from like being somebody who's like in the industry and like around, you know, worship music as a scene. Right. And upon you coming out, things change, right? Yeah. Yeah. Things drastically change. And so, uh, yeah, a little bit apart uh, about my background, just to give context is that, um, yeah, I was super heavily involved in, in ministry, worship ministry in particular. Um, I was kind of like a traveling worship, uh, minister at the same time I was involved in, um, different ministries, um, uh, particularly, uh, Jesus culture and, they're an amazing ministry uh, and all that good stuff as far as worship is concerned. Um, but when I went through everything that I went through, um, that was no longer an option. So right. 
Um, so I went on this journey, as you can imagine, um, to figure life out. And I think every person that kind of comes out could relate to this. You kind of, especially if you were involved in ministry, you kind of feel like what the hell just happened? Like I, all of my hopes, dreams, uh, and everything that I built, um, is literally crashing to the ground. Yeah. And there's probably... It's also this feeling of just like, I'm not good at anything else because I've given my whole damn life to the church. Yes. Literally decade... Well, I I won't... Never mind. Scratch that from the record. I will not um, age myself. But (laughs) literally years and years of ministry, literally, like years and years of ministry and giving everything that you have to the church and to at the end of the day um feel like you just don't even belong and there's not a space for you is really hard to deal with and it's really hard to process it's not just process it's trauma like you're your family your spiritual family and like the place where you became enmeshed in what you perceive to be god and the divine and absolutely the will of god quote unquote right god Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're questioning everything. You're questioning how you hear from the Lord. You're questioning how you could ever have given all your life to this and then end up like this. And um, so, yeah, you're questioning everything. And I think for me personally, uh, it was like, uh, I just feel like I didn't, I didn't have a future in, in, in ministry in particular. Like I felt like that was just over. It was done. And so um, for a while, I just kind of went into this place where I was just trying to sort through my family because, you know, we had our own things that we needed to, you know, make sure that were happening and, and all that kind of stuff and getting on the same page and dealing with like comments from other people and all that kind of stuff. So I was just focused on that. But about a year and a half into it, I was like, I, I found New Abbey. That's the church that I attend. I found New Abbey and I, and I, I kind of was like, wow, this is amazing. There's a space for, you know, queer Christians and allies to be together. And, you know, it's beautiful. And, um, and it was that same weekend, I believe, it was the same weekend that I went to New Abbey that I had the, the day before, I think it was a Saturday, that me, Allie, and the kids went out to um, Disneyland. And of course, everything beautiful and good in this world happens at Disneyland. Oh, of course. So so I was talking to Allie and I was just talking to her about like the future and we were in such a good place and we had just, we felt like we just finally found our stride and, you know, all that good stuff. So we were starting to dream about the future and I was like, you know, there's something inside of me that really wants to create a space and I feel faith enough. I feel faith rising inside of me. I'm getting a little churchy, but I feel enough faith inside of me to be like, yeah, maybe there can be a space for people, for all people, uh, no matter what their background is, no matter what um, sexuality they are, whatever, they have a place to be able to worship God. Come on, somebody in spirit and in truth. Yes, come on. And so um, I was like, we need to reclaim that. That that's something that has been dead mm-hmm. okay. that needs to be resurrected. And also something that's been taken from so many people because like yes. you're told somebody like you, someone right. with your 
queer body, someone with your brown body, right. your fat body, right. your right. disabled body, you're not allowed to come into right. these places. Right. Um, yeah, keep going. Absolutely. You're on a roll right now, Pastor. Yes. So, 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 I, so we were like, so we're at Disneyland, and I remember it was the Peter Pan ride. <laughs> <laughs> come on, something. Uh, so we have the Peter Pan ride, and I remember telling her, like, I want to create this space um, that really majors on love. And it's really about uh, being inclusive and coming back to this idea, uh, which is a revolutionary idea that Jesus had about loving um, your neighbor as you love yourself. And even more radically, being able to uh, love in such a way that you would even be able to love your enemies. Mm -hmm. And what would it look like to have a space for creatives to be able to reintroduce the love of God uh, to the world around us. Mm-hmm. And what would it look like to mobilize and empower creatives to almost declutter? Um, you know, there's so much baggage that comes with, you know, when you say Christian or church, mm-hmm. there's so much baggage that comes with that. And there's so many people that are so repelled and turned off and quite frankly, just disgusted when they hear those words um, because there's so much that, and this is just my personal opinion. There's so many sins that have been committed in the name of Christianity. I mean, that's not, that's not an opinion. That is fact, mama. It's fact. It's fact. And this is the thing is that I think we have such a beautiful opportunity to reintroduce love. And so thus Mm. innovative love coalition was birthed that day and it started with an idea and by the end of the weekend we had a logo a website and i was talking to people the next week about um this thing yeah yeah and so we basically um we basically said hey like how could we for me innovative love coalition uh some of the things that we do are geared towards the church and some of the things that we do are geared towards just our communities. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, with the, the intent in both of those areas to reintroduce love, right. Reintroduce a, a more, uh, a cohesive, a more accurate reflection of what love is. Yeah. And so, um, so, but one of the things I think kind of partly strategic and partly, um, uh, recognizing a um, recognizing that there was a need, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, you know, we need to kind of do something that uh, galvanizes, that draws together um, the community, and and uh, you know, puts creatives together. Uh, and so I was like, what if we just did a worship compilation album mm-hmm. that featured openly queer worship artists and their allies. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I, you know, sometimes you have these ideas and you're like, yo, this is totally not my idea. This, I pulled this out of the atmosphere. This is something that is so. It's something that I will, I will say just like, uh, I'm a big fan of the book, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And something she talks about with like ideas like this Uh is that sometimes they float around and talk to multiple people at a time. Cause you know how many people have said, I've been thinking about this. I have been right. waiting for this. I have been wanting this. I feel right. like God sometimes along is like starting to whisper in so many people's ears. 
and it's like you know who's the one that's going to say yes you know? right or Absolutely. you know who is the person that the spirit is going to come to that has the resources the connections right. the wherewithal to do just start moving the pieces around because a lot of like i mean i'll admit too it's just like this whole project since we started like the connections we've made the real the right. realizations of people that we were already connected to right it was already like the pieces were already there it was just kind oh, yeah. of like we just had to set the table you know right exactly and, and i think that's the beautiful thing about it i think that's such the, the the beautiful thing about it is that it you know to be able to partner in that way mm-hmm. with something that is bigger than yourself mm-hmm. um is it's just such it's a divine experience right and i think that we all long in some way to um partner in this journey called life with the divine experience, right? Something that's bigger than ourselves, something that, um, you know, uh, just, just gives to the world in a way that we're able to leave a mark on, on this world and we're able to leave it better for the generations coming. And so I think for me, it's just a, it's just an honor to be a part of it. And it's one of those things where it's like, this is not about, me doing something. This is about, I, for me, my heart is that this is about us as a community, as a church, mm-hmm. right? Coming together and saying what we've done in the past, as far as traditional uh, Christianity, mm-hmm. it, 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 um, it's time to evolve. It's time to move forward. It's time to say that at the end of the day, you know, people people uh, that are in the traditional church have come up to me and been like, you know, brother, the word of the Lord, it never brother. changes. Come on, somebody. The word of the Lord, it never changes. And so you can't add anything and you can't take it away. And, and I, my reply to them all the time is, I absolutely agree with you. The yeah. word of God never changes. But our perspective our interpretation of what the scriptures have always been trying to tell us Ooh. has traditionally changed. Mm-hmm. It's it has ru- routinely changed. It's yeah, they, regularly they, they, they forget like from the inception of the church, you know, on the day of Pentecost, they didn't have systems and denominations set up. Listen, like, listen. So, and so the way that we do church now is not like everyone's like we want to get back to right. The church. I'm just like, so you want to be on the run and you want to be like thrown to the lions? Don't. Right. Yeah, let's do it. No. Right, let's do it, right? <laughs> so, like, the thing is just, like, the, the way that we interpret scripture has even changed within the past century. Like, Absolutely. I, like, Absolutely. for example, I always point to people, I'm just like, do you, do you realize how stigmatized divorce was for so right. long? Right, Do you right. realize how uh, we viewed, uh, you know, people who remarried, people who had blended families? Oh, my um, gosh. Women in ministry? Women. How about how we freaking like use the Bible to enslave black people. I mean, yeah, it's it's exactly that. But for them, they won't ever make the connection to, right. uh, It's like, I always tell people, I'm just like, when you use the same critical lens to like unpack all this stuff around race and gender, right. The natural conclusion is that you're going to start interrogating other things. So that's the whole thing about waking up, about reintroducing people to love. I think that's almost just like y'all know deep down, right. Like there is, there is a divine spark in everyone. Y'all know deep right. down. And that's why I think there's so many people who are, you know, loving but not affirming because they think it is about these outright bigoted actions around like, right. I'm, gonna, like I'm not like them. I'm not like Westboro Baptist showing up to picket the the pride parade. Right. No, I'm not talking about those person. I'm talking about like the every single day person who right. has a gay friend, who has a gay yeah. parishioner who they love so much, but they don't know what to do with. Yes. Um, 
what I think this project does for the, it, what I hope that this project does is uh, two things. Um, a, kind of like model what ministry can look like when like we get past the, the question of whether queer people are, are accepted. Yes. You know, yes. I'm just like, I'm so tired of having yeah. conversations about the validity of queer identity. Right. Like, the, the, like I would even say that certain, um, there's a book called Queer Theology Upon Apologetics or uh-huh. Beyond Apologetics okay. they, that, that would suppose that says that the mere fact that we're still talking about whether or not queer people should be involved is an insult. It is. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, can we get beyond that? I'm just like, I want to work with dope artists, period. I, right. And like, granted, I'm someone who's always going to champion queer people because like we don't have enough space. But right. like, hell, like if you if you anointed, like, come on to work with me. Right. And this is the thing. I think. I think again, it's it's this for me. What makes this project such a gem is that we have these queer people who have, in a lot of ways, like you were saying, been snatched, been ostracized, been thrown away, cast away from ministries that they were heavily involved in, and not only heavily involved in, but heavily contributed to. Yeah. That, that quite frankly, on the backs of some of these queer people, yeah. ministries have been built. And we have them coming to the table. And what I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with some of these worship artists who have said this project for them is really a full circle and it's redemption at its finest as far as God redeeming things in their life that they thought that they would never be able to participate in in a meaningful way. And so I think that's a beautiful thing. But I think what even takes it deeper is that we have not only a space for queer people to express themselves, write, produce, you know, and and sing, but then we have allies Mm -hmm. not being silent anymore. Because I'll tell you this one thing. For me, when Allie and I uh, came out, it wasn't really, uh, there. you know, obviously there were harmful things that were said. But if I'm being really honest, the things that hurt us the most were actually the silence. Yeah. The deafening silence mm-hmm. from people who we we thought would be there forever. We would we would bury these people. These people would bury us. We would marry their children. They would marry our children. Like the whole, the, the, we thought that these people were our community. The silence, the deafening silence from them was almost unbearable. And so for me to have allies a part of this and saying we will be silent no more and we will partner, not only not only, you know, do a cute little Instagram post or a Facebook post or a story, but to actually put our talent, our energy, where our heart is. Yeah. And also like our names. Our, oh, yeah. Our, uh, our um, reputation. reputation. Absolutely. Um, you know, I always tell people, I'm just like, put your body where your politic is. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's like, I am like that, that to me is like a step towards solidarity. It's like, right. saying, again, like, because I believe in queer, like in the inclusion of queer people, like I'm going to intentionally put my face and my name and my breath into something that, you know, needs to happen. And I I think that that's the thing. It's just like, uh, queer people are magical. I will always like advocate for like queer people, you know, and I also know that like, you know, the kingdom of God is made up of every single one of us. And like, like, we cannot and we will not 
turn the tide of inclusion without right without them without right. these people like, you know like there is a bug on the inside of my lamp oh god uh, i'm fine i'm okay <laughs> oh my god jesus if i die tonight listen <laughs> you can have my essential oil collection yes essential i love essential oils yeah it's all witchcraft though so <laughs> um but yes it's um I think that's something special too, because like I, I'm ready. Cause I always tell people, allies, I'm just like, listen, just like, if you want to show up, if you want to like, if you want to know what solidarity looks like, like right. back my projects. Right. Like, right. Like, and that's the thing. It's just like, I love our queer little queer Christian family. Yeah. We all broke as a joke sometimes though. Right. Yeah. And so it's like when there's an opportunity to uh, back someone's Kickstarter when there's an opportunity right. to back someone's Patreon. Right, like you're not just investing in like you're you're basically investing back in yourself. Absolutely, is is Absolutely. one thing. Like you're investing into the quality of the community and also like having re, like resourcing our community because we right. yes, this movement has been going on for a while, and that's also something too. Like we got a little feedback initially. Yes. On, is that like this is not the first queer Christian worship album? No, true story. Very because true. like. Yeah, so, and I to, I think what's cool about this is, too, is that, and, and what's cool about this, and what sets it apart is, A, people are right, it's not the first, first queer Christian worship album. That was a copy problem on my end, because I got overzealous when I was, like, writing it. Because, <laughs> of course, like, you know, what? of course you want to say, you're the first ever. Right, right, right. Um, But we're not, like, you know, there's bands like The Many, there are right. um, artists who have come out uh um who have lost like you know a lot of their platform after coming out yeah um and i think we owe so much and like you know like we like the vicky beachings of the world absolutely for like you know for like literally being the singer songstress of the evangelical church and then losing it all absolutely like you know to um god what was her name i'm gonna look it up real quick don't move don't move don't move Male. Um, and Kevin, later you can edit this if you want to. <laughs> Any before now? Oh yeah, so these are the people like you know th- people like Jennifer Knapp, yeah, uh, Vicky Beeching, Ray Bolts, uh, Marsha Stevens, who was like the OG of contemporary Christian music. Right. Like the 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 modern Christian music started because of her, and she yeah. came out as a lesbian in the seventies, and like you know just kind of yep. got lost to obscurity in some ways but now like she's finally starting to like do some real shit and so like it's one of those situations like we i totally acknowledge like we are on the bat we are on the shoulders of giants oh absolutely the people who have literally you know slaved away and like who have uh given and lost so much because of their identity right and i think what also is like what's set what is beautiful and what i love is like this project um it, a it's a it's a it's a it's a departure as far as genre is concerned right because like we're seeking to make like a worship album that is kind of like you know within the popular style of worship music right now yeah um that's one thing i think that's that's apart and two um i think having like such a diverse group of openly queer right christians is like um i mean it's not new obviously because like there's been tons of openly queer artists out there who have been making it i think but the way that the collaboration is working now, the way that this we're working, like not just with like individual indie artists, but like we're like we want to go so large scale with this, working oh, yeah. with 
industry professionals, people who have written with, you know, the best oh, of the best. Yeah. Um, I'm just, Absolutely. I'm just ready for something of this caliber. Yes. Like that's what really sets it apart. Something of this caliber, this huge, yeah. to make an impact on the industry in such a way that we can actually turn the tide right. when it comes to having conversation of what does a Christian look like? Right. And you know, what's so interesting to me and, um, you know, when we talk about this project and we talk about the caliber of this project, you know, uh, there's so many beautiful people involved in this that that make money at doing music, right? Like they're very successful at what they do. And so it, it's really awesome to have people contributing their time, their their uh, talents. Uh, but then also it's like, you know, we have uh, this opportunity, like you're saying, to really um, make a statement, right? We can make a statement as a, as a community, as a, as a, as a holistic church and say, we need to have this dialogue because quite frankly, you know, some of the God moments that people have had, um, you know, in their churches, when that worship leader, that queer worship leader was singing, but they just didn't know that they were queer. And they had that really good God moment that changed everything for them. Those are the same people that are going to be a part of and singing on this. They're just open about it now. Yeah. And and I think that it's just interesting to me. I even tell people that, um, you know, that I've had the opportunity of leading in worship. It's like I'm the same. I'm the same person. <laughs> you know, you just know a little bit more about me now, but I'm the same person. And um, uh, I'm just openly queer. I accept myself. And I think that makes me actually more authentic uh, and more qualified to actually lead worship, to be real honest. Um, and so I think it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, we're going to, this is this project. I, I do kind of want to go back to what you said about, um, about the fact that there are people who have come before us mm-hmm. and, you know, this is really big on my heart to make sure that we honor the people who have come before us because there are people who we don't even know right. who have sacrificed even sacrifice their life mm-hmm. to to stand up and speak and speak truth and to live in truth and to live authentically and that deserves nothing but our utmost respect and our, our, our and honor total honor and for everyone who has released a worship album for everyone who has pushed um, this whole thing forward so that we could arrive to this moment and even attempt to try to do something like this. My, my heart, my, my, everything inside of me thanks you for what you have done to bring us to this moment. And, um, and everything in my heart honestly wants to partner together. Uh, and I think we have to, as a community partner together to um to move forward to move this thing even further um and so we are going to be very intentional about um even hearing from some of those voices that have come before us and um you know whether that's through you know the blog and the the uh, newsletter that we have coming out that you guys are going to definitely want to be attached to um but but we we have so many voices that need to be heard and i think this is the perfect um uh, you know, way to do that. 
Yeah. I think it's like we're, I mean, in so many ways and like just within like queer ministry and queer advocacy work in general, like we're doing something for the first time. Yeah. Uh, as far, as far as something in this scale is concerned. And I think just like that, that question or that statement applies to just, uh, the new, the new church. I've been getting this phrase that keeps coming up in my mouth. Um, when I keep talking about, uh, the thing God is doing right now and the, the phrase, the new church is still like resonating with me. And I don't know like, if that's going to be a book later in life for me. It probably is. But like the way I think about the new church is, um, is one that is still connected to like the very ancient practices yeah. that happened. But like, it's, we're, you know, it's, we're not putting old wine in old wine right. skins or, you know, putting new wine in old white skins. Like this is the moment where like, you know, we're finally, like you know we have the new wine right. that's us the blood is right. and now i think together as a community we are starting to sew up the new wine skins we're starting to sh- to shore up our new spaces to contain uh all this right that god wants right out. right and i think that uh it's going to come a lot with like you said partnership yep. and it's going to come through people um you know i mean especially for this you know, I'm doing this podcast a for two reasons. One, I want people to know about you, Innovative Love Coalition, and also like this is an yeah. ask. Like, if you're listening to this right now uh, and you haven't looked at the Kickstarter or backed the Kickstarter, I'm telling you, this is, this matters. Yep. Like, this is like this is one of the more important things that's going to happen in our lifetime. Yeah. I think, um, and not just like not just this one particular album. I know there's there's always going to be right, another project. Right. There's always going to be another thing, and at the same time, it's just like. Just because like that, that's the whole point is that there's always more, there's always abundance, there's always good things. And if we can get this first project off the ground and we can start, you know, figuring out like, you know, revenue streams that are going to help make queer Christian artists and allies, like make this like a formidable section of the industry because we should, right? like we're just as good, if not better. No, I'm just going to say it. We are better than Bethel. Let me just put it out there because here's the tea. All of these other, you know, elevation worships, your right. Bethels, your Hillsong right. United, your Hillsong Young and Freeze, they're all attached to ministries that are not affirmed. Right. They're attached to ministries that, you know, if, at Bethel, they're outright telling you, oh, there's a way to be changed, yep. to leave your same-sex attraction behind. Yep. And I'm like, I no longer want to give my money to organizations and ministries, even through royalty and streaming fees, that's going to put $1 in the pocket of a pastor who's going to tell someone that they ain't absolutely you know what i ain't about it and and the fact that sorry i got (laughs) i got real i love it and and the fact that you know at the end of the day i i hear a lot of people saying you know we don't want to sing you know some of these songs actually trigger us right we we go into our church communities and we hear certain songs oh yeah and we get triggered bring on right and we get triggered and all that kind of stuff. And, and I get it. But I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to do, even with this project, is to give songs that we can sing in our spaces so we can move past those trigger points. Right? Yeah. I'm so ready to just be like not having to police right. language on every song. Right. You know, I'm so ready to like not have to change pronouns. Right. When I'm talking about God, like we can just like write a song from the get go that's keeping in right. mind all of the things that we right. deserve. Right, absolutely. And I think that's the beautiful uh, the the beautiful opportunity that we have right now is to really 
um, you know, from the uh, foundation of it, we get to put in exactly what um, we want to put into the project. And, and, and already from the start, from the moment we put the pen to the paper, we can mm-hmm. be, you know, keeping in mind that all people need to be able to worship to this. And I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that like rounds it out real nicely. Yes, you? I do. <laughs> um, so before we hang up, um, and obviously I'm going to have all this information in the show notes, but tell humans where they can find you on social media as well as where they can connect with Innovative Love. Absolutely. So me, uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Gaddison Official. So G A. AKA Gaddy, Gaddy, Gat Daddy. Gat Daddy official. I, if you, Please change, you don't, if you don't change your handle right now. <laughs> Gat Daddy official. Yeah, no, I mean, if you type that in, I'm not sure what you're going to see. You may like it, you may not. So <laughs> it is what it is. But um, <laughs> it's actually just pictures of Gaddison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want to, if you literally want to find me, at Gaddison Official, so G-A-T-T-I-S-O-N. Uh, you can find me there. You can connect with me there about my, that's more my mainstream music and just me as a human being. Um, and then if you uh, want to connect with Innovative Love Coalition, you can do that on Instagram as well or Facebook. Um, and if you type in Innovative Love Coalition, uh, you will be able to find it there. Or literally, you could just get on uh, InnovativeLoveCoalition.com and it will point you into whatever direction socially you want to be uh, connected in. Uh, it also will, on our website, you can get plugged in. You can click the link and fill out a really short uh, questionnaire just to kind of let us know a little bit about yourself and how you would like to be plugged in. And we will definitely do that. Uh, and get you plugged in with somebody, a part of the team. Yeah. And also additionally, if you go to my Instagram profile or anywhere in my social media, I've been posting the Kickstarter all over the place. Um, you know, follow Innovative Love Coalition at We Are ILC on yes. Twitter. Um, and again, all these links are in the show notes. Um, and just again, from, from me, from Gaddison, from the entire ILC crew, um, thank you in addition, like already... Mm-hmm. Because here, here's the thing. We are asking a big number. Nearly 4500 They used to say $45,000. Yes. That's a shit ton yep. of money. But here's how it breaks down. We know 45 people in this world have $1,000, right. Right? right? There's 45 people in this world who have $1,000. So all we really got to do is find forty, you know, 45 people. Or we know 90 people who have $500 that we right. can give. Or we have like you know it just it just breaks down into those things so if you're someone out there so even if you can't give you know somebody in your family who's got 50 bucks that can throw up that way so if you're listening to this share this podcast on social media share the kickstarter link on social media and let's get this thing funded because we have less than 25 days to do it we're just over like you know five percent funded which is not a lot and let me tell you what i am not going to rest until this thing is funded and even after it's not funded, i want more because let's tell you what i have a kingdom yes come on come on somebody That was my conversation with Kyle Gaddison, a.k.a. Gat Daddy, a.k.a. Gaddison. <laughs> um, if you want to follow Gaddison, you can just check him out across social media at Gaddison. Also, be checking out, obviously, Innovative Love Coalition across social media at Innovative Love Coalition. And on Twitter, we are ILC. 
you can go back to the Kickstarter. Those links are going to be in the show notes. Um, and seriously, um, if you, if this gets you as excited as this gets me, like I am telling you, like this is, this has been my dream for forever. I've told people multiple times that if I ever got the chance to do music, I would give up everything. And the best part is, I don't have to give up everything. I don't have to give up anything because we live in a kingdom of abundance, y'all. And so I know that, like, for so many of us, yes, we are struggling. We only, we're living paycheck to paychecks. But here's the deal. Even if you don't have the coins to give it, somebody in your network does. There, listen, because I was thinking about this yesterday. We need 45, basically $45,000 to really do this project the way we want to do it. That's just a thousand, that's just like um, 45 people giving $1,000 one time. There are 45 people in Atlanta who have $1,000. I know that much. There are 45 people, um, you know, in the state of Georgia who have $1,000. There is definitely 45 people in the United States who have $1,000. So all we have to do is go find them. All we have to do is just say yes and invite them. So what you're doing when you share this on your social network is sharing it out multiple streams multiple people are going to see it so don't think that you don't have anything to contribute to this project because you do social media is power my friends the voice that we have because of it is power so please even if you can't back the kickstarter at as little as five dollars or ten dollars or fifteen dollars even if you can't give that much you can share this on social media so stop what you're doing before unless you're driving keep doing that but whatever wherever you are Go ahead and go to the Kickstarter, which is uh, you can find through all of our social media channels, and share this. Share it far and wide, okay? Do I sound desperate enough? I hope so. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you to Kyle Gaddison for starting this project and letting me be a part of it. And thank you to all of you who have backed it so far. And thank you to everyone who's going to hear this and be like, yes, I want in on the queer future, BB. Woo-woo. Okay, um, credits time. Uh, A Tiny Revolution is backed by 144 amazing humans on Patreon. And if you didn't know what that is, that is the easiest way for someone like you to back the creators in your life that are creating the content that matters. So if you think this podcast is important and you want more content like it, please consider becoming a supporting partner on Patreon. You can learn more about that at patreon.com slash thekevingarcia. And I think that's all I have to say. Oh, I'm going to be at Wild Goose this summer. So if you have not signed up for that, you can go over to wildgoosefestival.org and get your tickets. I'm doing a podcast with the one and only Science Mike, a.k.a. Mike Maharg. And I'm quite thrilled. Quite, quite thrilled. So anyways, um, until next time, go ahead and make an appointment with your therapist. I just did uh, yesterday. So, ooh, Jesus, we got things to talk about, honey. Um, take your meds make sure you are drinking enough water eat something I sometimes forget to eat and I get really hangry it's not a cute look let me tell you so yeah 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 I think that's everything alright I love you BBs we'll talk soon bye